Yo, 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 Wagwan, everyone listening to this. This is the Just Frame Snakehead Show. It's your boy Trolly Mitsu back in the UK. Uh, it's good to be back, but also, why is everything so expensive in the UK? I mean, when I was in Vietnam, everything was so cheap and chill, and anyway, I digress. What I wanted to talk about is something I feel a lot of fighting game enthusiasts struggle with their humongous ego. If players who constantly shit talk spent more time actually playing the fucking game, they wouldn't have to talk so much shit. I say that from a place of love because anyone who knows me will know I also love to talk mad shit. Anyway, let's talk a little about the ego and I read something interesting the other day that I thought might be interesting to you fighting game fan shots. So this guy called Freud, who was a tough head in psychology, came up with this idea about the human psyche. Essentially he goes on to say that it's made up of three invisible parts, the id or the id, we're gonna call it the id, the id, the ego, the superego, and these are three parts that are invisible, they're not physical in the brain, they don't take up any space in your brain, they're just three invisible parts that are constantly sort of battling out in your in your mind. So let's qualify these three different parts into real fighting game traits or ideas. So the id is supposedly the primal and instinctive part of your brain. It is an unconscious part of the brain and in fighting games this would be when you are being rushed down with lots of pressure and in your mind a light goes off. This light is basically telling you to harp kick. You harp kick and it will either hit or it won't hit. Your id is telling you to do this. Now of course there will be other external factors that contribute to the execution of this id order. Now that makes sense because we as humans have free will. If we were slaves to our desires, we would get nothing done. After all, this part of the brain operates on the pleasure principle. If the, impul if the impulse results in something good, we experience pleasure. If the impulse results in something bad, we experience displeasure. The id engages in a primary process thinking which is primitive, illogical and irrational. In its very nature, it's selfish and wishful. It only serves itself. The second part is the ego. Now, the ego develops to mediate between the unrealistic id and the external real world. According to Freudian theory, it is the decision-making component of our personality. So it works off reason and instead of the, instead of the chaotic and unreasonable id, the ego tries to make things realistic. So the ego tries its best to operate within realistic constraints. This means watering down the id's self-serving nature into something that has reason. It conforms to social norms, etiquette and rules when deciding how to behave. An example of this would be choosing not to random hop kick, uh, but instead trying to catch an opponent running in with a safe down forward too. It's a similar outcome, uh, but if it gets blocked, it's completely safe. So the ego has similarities to the id, it does want to feel pleasure and it is relatively weak compared to the compelling id. And it tries its best to make something realistic, make something workable. So it can only re really make unrealistic impulses given to you by the id into something workable. A clever analogy that perfectly describes the relationship uh, is that of the ego is like a man on horseback who has been told to keep in check the superior strength of the horse. If the ego fails in its attempt to make something realistic, it will use unconscious defense mechanisms. These are to ward off unpleasant feelings. If that sounds strange, just think back to any tournament and remember what people say when they lose. You'll often hear things like, oh, they are scrubs, oh, they're using cheap characters, oh, they're using gimmicky bullshit. 
These are all manifestations of you trying to protect yourself from being hurt or feeling bad. The last piece of the puzzle is the superego. The superego incorporates the values and morals of society or the environment. These are usually learned from parents and others. The superego function is to control its impulses, especially those which society forbids. Let's dissect this. The Deccan community in large agree that random hop kicking and ducking when your back is against the wall is a bad idea. You begin to conform to these ideas. Why? It's the superego. The superego has two main forces, the conscious and the ideal self. The conscious can punish the ego through causing feelings of guilt. For example, if the ego gives into its demands, the superego can make you feel bad by producing the feeling of guilt. An example of this would be eating ice cream when you've promised you were on a diet. The conscious is able to make you feel guilty for fulfilling a selfish desire presented by the id that was allowed to happen by the ego. The ideal self, on the other hand, is the imaginary picture and often perfect picture of how you should be. This extends not only to self-image, but how you should behave. Behaviour which falls short of this standard can be punished by the superego through guilt. Think about that New Year's promise you Smash players made to shower every day. And when you broke that promise on January 2nd, you probably felt pretty shitty. That's your superego at work. The superego can also reward your behaviour if it deems it appropriate. For example, fuzzy powering after Dragnum's running 2 to negate a down 2 or throw-breaking throw King's chain grabs. So what does this have to do with getting better? Understanding the human psyche and identifying which voices in your head are trying to help you make better decisions can definitely help you as a fighting game enthusiast. Now if your brain is screaming for you to hop kick but you somehow feel this has no logical basis, it might be your id trying to behave selfishly. And when you feel that this has no logical basis, that might be your ego or your superego trying to negate your compelling id. So if you listen closer and hear a small voice in your head that tells, your, tells you to backdash and get away from the wall, this can probably be your ego or your superego. Behaviour which takes you closer to your ideal self, behaviour which you deem as, as appropriate and rational, these are both types of thinking that can be your superego trying to help you. Now, let's talk about defence mechanisms when faced with failure and how this all ties into why you are a complete fucking scrub. When faced with a loss, you will either accept the loss and take action, accept the loss and do nothing, reject the loss and take action, reject the loss and do nothing. Yeah, sure, there are more possibilities, but these are the main ones. So some of the defense mechanisms for defense that would relate to the FGC include denial, displacement, regression, and sublimation. Let's break these down and see if you can think back to when you have either experienced these or seen it firsthand. So denial, this involves blocking external events from awareness. For example, someone admitting to themselves that they are flowcharty or have a problem with a certain matchup, choosing to be in denial about the whole problem is a way of protecting yourself from not being able to hold or maintain the standard of the superego. Okay, and then we have displacement. So have you ever seen someone get knocked into losers or being knocked out completely from a tournament? Have you ever seen that someone get very angry and emotional and as a result throw their pad, hit their arcade stick or give an extremely firm handshake? This is essentially what happens when the id is allowed to run amok. The third defense mechanism is regression. 
So this is something that would happen in the moment when you are in a tough situation or you are panicking, especially when you are being faced with tournament pressure. So imagine being 2-0 down, you're panicking, everyone is watching, your unconscious id tries to take over and makes you start mashing out flowcharts or panic hopkicks. Regressing to an earlier and more primitive time in your FGC development is something that can be categorised as a defence mechanism. And the last one is sublimation. This is what people often say is the most healthy defence mechanism, the most socially acceptable defence mechanism. It requires you to satisfy an impulse with a substitute object. For example, you might be feeling extremely upset at your loss, but a socially accepted way to deal with this is to lab the character or the moveset that you lost to. Now you might be thinking, hang on trolley, what the fuck man, this shit won't help me at all. And I will tell you that that is complete bollocks. And the reason that is complete bollocks is, if you begin to recognize your behavior for what it truly is, an impulse, a realistic impulse or the pursuit of greatness, you can begin to understand what voice in your head you should listen to. Oftentimes, listening to your idealistic superego would mean you can make improvements and behave in a way that is acceptable for a player who wants to improve. When walking this path, you will definitely face defeat, and at that point it's important to understand what defense mechanism your psyche chooses to fall back to. Catching these behaviors and remedying them can help your FGC gains. Don't be a slave to your desires, folks. You are in full control. Alright, so peace out, guys. Hope you liked that podcast. If you did, just like it, give it a thumbs up. And if you might like to hear this kind of stuff in the future, please subscribe. If you agree with it, leave a comment. If you don't agree with it, also leave a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, actually, one of the things I enjoy most is hearing what you guys have to say so that I can make amendments to future, future episodes. So thank you for watching, and I hope to see you in the next one. Peace out, guys. Thank you again.